Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Business of Cyber. On today's show, I'm excited to welcome Guy Fletcher. Guy is currently the CEO and founder at a stealth mode startup called Cider Security that's based in Tel Aviv. Uh, prior to starting Cider, Guy was the CISO at AppsFlyer, a quite large and late stage uh, startup based in San Mateo uh, that's raised about $300 million from uh, well-known VCs like Salesforce, Goldman Sachs, and General Atlantic. Now, if you've listened to the show uh, really at any point, you probably uh, have heard quite a few episodes with CISOs. Um, it's sort of the most common demographic, if you will, that that I've interviewed. Um, but on this episode, I wanted to take it a little different direction. And although Guy is uh, or has been a CISO, um, really what I wanted to talk with him about is what did he see that gave him the confidence to make the jump? Um, not just the technological problem and you know the the product solution that he saw an opportunity for, but also his mindset. Um, how did he know he was ready? Uh, how did he know his family was ready, given just the the massive decision that starting a company is? So really a good episode, and hope you all enjoy. Well, the party is off to a good start. Guy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, as a way to kick us off, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe how you got into the security industry? Cool. So uh, my name is Guy uh, from Tel Aviv. Uh, I'm in the cybersecurity industry for almost 20 years now. Uh, I, I started uh, my uh, cyber uh, uh, experience at the, the Israeli Air Force for seven years. I graduated as a major uh, in the uh, cyber uh, and intelligence uh, domain there. Uh, from uh, there, I moved to uh, private consulting uh, to the Ministry of Defense and other uh, public and private uh, companies in Israel. Uh, after a few years in the, in the, as a private consultant, I moved to life person uh, to the security team. There, I had uh, several positions in the in the in the team, and after a few years there, I moved to AppsFlyer, uh, the biggest mobile attribution analytics company. Uh, there, I served as the first uh, CISO and basically established uh, the the entire security team from scratch. And in the last, um, to say, uh, five six months, I've been the co-founder and CEO of uh, Cyber Security. Uh, and uh, this is, uh, you know, in a nutshell, uh, my uh, entire uh, security uh, experience. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things we'd love to dig into within that. Of course, want to hear more about CIDR and, you know, what the first few months have been like. But um, even before that, you know, you mentioned AppsFlyer and being the first CISO and building the security team from the ground up. Um, so I'm curious, what was that like? I think it was one of the most uh, educating experience that I ever had. Uh, building something from scratch is, is super unique. Uh, so, so 
from uh, like in the startup that you're building something from scratch, but you know, yeah. come to a company that you know telling you, listen, currently we don't have nothing or very minimum uh, stuff that people from different uh, 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 groups uh, did. And now, okay, you need to take everything and you need to build from scratch and you are the first person and then you need to build the team, you need to build the uh, processes, policies, implement technologies and everything. And I think it was, like I said, one of the most educating uh, experience that I ever had. Uh, it's, uh, I learned so much from it. I think that Anyone in some point of his career, I think that at the beginning of the career is more uh, likely to happen, uh, need to experience or try to experience something like that, even, even in, the, in, uh, in the cost of going to something a little bit smaller. Like I did, I moved from a company of 1,200, uh, 1,300 live person to a company that back then when I joined was around 300 employees. And I think that uh, doing the transition, but uh, uh, maybe losing uh, some, uh, 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 you know, big company, the, 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 the surrounding of a big company, but going to a small company, it's giving you some amazing stuff that you uh, can't get anywhere else. Yeah. And what did you see in that experience that, maybe gave you the conviction to go out and start your own company? And I, one of the stuff that I, I had the, the, the luxury as part of building uh, uh, the team from scratch is that I can get, and I can meet with a lot of startups, uh, new and innovative companies. You know, I don't have anything that already implemented. I'm not obligated to a specific vendor or a specific uh, way of thinking, but uh, I have a full space of decision what to do. And, and, and one of my first decision there was go work with startups, go be the place that can be, you know, the, the some kind of an accelerator uh, for uh, startups to come in and to enjoy from uh, upsplier uh, uh, playing ground, you can say. And, and on one hand, uh, uh, you get uh, the opportunity uh, to, to influence a startup that, uh, that can provide you the security that you're looking for. And on the other end, you are, you're getting a lot of experience of working from stuff that are at the beginning and learn how the, the beginning of startup and and there I you know I got a lot of uh, uh, fire inside of me to, 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 to do something on my own and after a few years after two years almost two years uh, I came to a realization that it's my time now to do something uh, uh, by myself and and here I am today. Cool. And before we even get into like what Cider does and what you guys have been up to for the past couple of months, I'm curious to understand like your mindset and your attitude before kind of like making the jump, if you will. And maybe for some context, like I, I think right, a lot of people, even beyond just the security space, just in life in general, have kind of an interest or an ambition and 
becoming an entrepreneur and starting their own thing, right? Because of the, of course, potential like financial motivators behind it, but also just the freedom of starting something that you built from nothing into something. Um, so I'm curious, like when you were ready to make that jump, like tell us about kind of your mindset, right? Like what were the, like if you're comfortable sharing like personal conversations you had with like your family to like get to the point where, you know what, we're going to commit to this. So, uh, um, first of all, my wife always told me is that I'm, I'm enthusiastic about building something and doing something about me. So it was very natural for her that eventually I will do it uh, yeah. some, someday in my life. So uh, I, felt that, I feel that uh, during the COVID situation that now, uh, thanks God and thanks Pfizer and Moderna and everybody, we went out of uh, this situation. Uh, 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 I think that the COVID situation helped me to have some more time of, of thinking and what I want to do and understanding that now I think it's it's the best time to establish something uh, 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 by yourself and you know with my other co-founder with Daniel we had a lot of conversation uh, and we thought about it and you know, we came to realize that now it's the time. Now it's the best time. The market completely changed, and and the digital transformation was accelerated uh, in the last year, in many years. In some of the researchers, that the 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 current digital uh, uh, state is was accelerated in almost five years. Uh, um, with the, the COVID situation. So uh, I feel that this is, was the right timing. And also from a family perspective, I felt that uh, this is the best time because now the, 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 where I am and the presence that I'm, for example, in Israel and a lot of my clients, prospect discussion happened with uh, US companies helped because you know everybody are working from home and and you don't really, you don't need to 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 uh, uh, or to put aside a bit your family because you now need to fly to the US to do a round trip and to do a roadshow with a lot of companies and then you back and forth back and forth and then you miss a lot of time with your families this is why I think that uh, also, from a personal perspective, it it was and still the ideal time for anyone that is uh, a family person or has a family or something that is connecting them to a certain location, at least at the beginning. Of yeah. course, we, we will go back to, to, to fly and everything, but still, I think that the time is now. Anyone that is thinking about doing the move or doing something, around this matter i think that the time is now that the, like i said from a personal perspective and also from market and, and market education perspective of uh, uh digital uh, uh, transformation yeah cool so i'd love to step into a little bit more specifically about who is cider and, and what do you guys do so can you tell us sort of from a, a high level a little bit more about the company yeah Although we are in uh, on a stealth mode a little bit, but still uh, uh, our company, Cyber Security, we established Cyber Security after 
many in, in, in the trenches. Uh, uh, my partner as well is coming from almost 15 years in the in different position in the security industry, and we come and we came uh, to solve uh, one of the biggest pains uh, that we felt in our different position uh, when we try to work with the development team and the DevOps team, and basically cyber security. Um, the main goal is to try to bridge the gap that we have today between the security and dev and DevOps team. Uh, for many years, for many years, uh, uh, there, uh, there was a lot of friction uh, between the security teams and the dev and DevOps team. And everybody are talking about shifting left and, and, and walking together and everything. But uh, a lot of solutions were highly fragmented and there are a lot of solutions out there and all of them are very, and, and they are good at what they're doing, but they're very narrow in their uh, perspective. And we try to solve something very more holistic in regards of, of, of providing security as part of the CICD and, and, and the entire development uh, processes uh, in, in multiple domains that we will solve in a single platform. Hmm. Okay, cool. And I know it's still in, in stealth mode. So if, if I dig too much, tell me to shut up, but if, um, tell me a little bit about like where you guys are, what you, what you're working on now. And you mentioned working on it for the past like couple of months, but what's sort of your, your priority and your focus area now? So uh, uh, now we are, I can say that we are after MVP. Uh, we have a uh, working MVP and we are starting the, the gradual rollout to our design partners and other uh, uh, prospects that we already discussed with them uh, at the beginning of the journey. And basically uh, uh, this is the, one of the main focus of, of what we did from a product perspective and of course, continue the build on the, the roadmap of what we have to, to accomplish more and more uh, 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 of, of the, the, the product and the vision that we have. But now, of course, uh, we will start to get more feedback from the client and then we shape the more and more the product to tie to the, uh, the client. In addition to that, we continue to grow our community. Uh, uh, we have amazing uh, uh, people that joined our community, our advisor community, and people from the biggest uh, companies out there, CISOs from different companies that joined us uh, to this journey and supporting us with the go-to-market and, 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 and ideas to use cases and, and what would be the right place to, and how would be the right place to, to uh, position ourselves and so on. Um, and, and, and those, are, I think those are the main things that we are, uh, handling now, of course, the growth of the company and the growth of the teams, we already 22 employees and, and, and counting and, and a very exciting, very exciting, yeah. uh, process when, you know, in just a few months, you see something that was on only on the papers on the presentation and now is alive and and, yeah. and working and connected to already some production environment cool so you you mentioned 
um, a, a couple of things. One being sort of design partners and, and prospects. And I'm sure you've got a, a you and your co-founder both have like fairly substantial networks from you know previous experiences and, and the uh, sort of group of advisors and community you mentioned as well. But how have you gone about sort of establishing those design partnerships and um, and sort of initial prospects? So, um, you know, it's the beginning of the journey. We start to discuss with different uh, 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 clients just to, to, you know, to uh, to understand if we are on the right path to, to get more validation about what we're doing. And, you know, on the first discussion, you start to understand who is very enthusiastic about what you're doing and very want to, 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 to help you, um, you know, uh, we looked for people, uh, I looked for the people that are similar to what I was when I was a CISO and, and, and wanted to be a design partner. And I want to see the, 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 the light in their eyes uh, when they want to work with startup. And, you know, it's, it's super important to be a design partner. It's, you need to have a very uh, uh, different character than just a standard CISO that works with vendors and stuff like that. You need yeah. to have a passion to work with startup. You need to have a passion to, to support them and, 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 and give them feedback and, and really want to work as, as like it, your own uh, uh, company. It's like something that you, part of the journey, you support something that is, you know, small baby that now help you need to help him with uh, understand how to work, what to do, and, and everything. And so we looked for the people that uh, really want to be that uh, uh, design partner, okay. not for the sake of I'm a design partner, uh, but for the the real value that a design partner can provide you and also get uh, from working with uh, you. Yeah. And how, how do you maybe incentivize them? And if incentivize isn't the right word, then like help them understand the value from their perspective of, of becoming a, a design partner. How do you sort of communicate that? So I think that, um, first of all, uh, a person that wants to be a design partner, uh, a real design partner, already understand uh, the benefits of being a design partner, already understand that uh, being a design partner uh, is something that eventually will be a win-win situation for both sides. Yeah. Uh, like I always looked on working with startup as a win-win situation. I'm supporting them; they get a lot of uh, a, a lot of, uh, like I said, uh, assistance from my team, from a playground in the company, and so on. But on the other hand, my win is that eventually I get uh, uh, a solution that is good for, for my needs, you need to be very careful that it's on, not only good for your needs at all only, and not everybody else, but something that can eventually support the entire uh, uh, industry. But I'm getting something that uh, fit my needs. And also, you know, down the road, the pricing as well is something that will be very low as a design partner. Yeah. And I think that Understanding that and understanding that eventually the, the startup is, you can look at it like an extension to your company. Eventually, you know, in, in a lot of startups, there are 
very talented uh, researchers and from security research uh, and, and so on. And they can give you a lot of information and support you with a lot of questions that you have in their domain uh, and for free, you know, yeah. it's like, like I said, it's, you can get the part-time security researchers from those uh, startups. Got it. Okay. And sort of more, more broadly speaking, and I know things are, are still early, um, but I'm, I'm curious to think about, or just to understand how you're thinking about go to market. Right. And especially with a new company and with as noisy as the security space can be, um, would love to hear is especially from, you know, a, a former CISO who probably knows that noisiness firsthand. Um, how do you plan to you know, get in front of CISOs and prospective customers and ultimately grow the business? Mm-hmm. I think that it's, uh, this is something that I think that, uh, we learned very from few companies uh, that managed to do it very good, like Sneak and like uh, uh, Bridge Crew and some other companies that, well, first of all, they built a community around us, around them. And, yeah. and, and using this community to, to push and to push the, the message to other places, eventually you are known by uh, uh, people that are talking about you. This is one thing. Also, uh, uh, what segment of companies you are trying to, to reach, you know, that depends on a lot of companies thinking about, I need to go to the biggest enterprises and, and you know, I need to be, to bring a big bucket of uh, dollars because I need to sign a six-figure deal with uh, enterprise solution, and you know, as someone that came from uh, from the security trenches and understanding the budget constraints and so on, this is also something that we try to to in, in our go to market. First of all, go to the companies that already from the beginning suffer from uh, budget constraints and 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 deciding not to implement security solution as part of their. Uh, as part of their uh, 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 application security activity because of budget constraints. And this is one of the stuff that we will support them and help them to, 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 to do. Uh, and, and the price will be the same. And, and, and we really believe in, you know, in the, the long tail uh, and product-led growth then rather than the fat tail and, you know, and building some very big, sales organization to sell to the uh, 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 enterprise level, we will get to it. But yeah. we will leave that the, our go-to-market, our first go-to-market will be for the mid-market, for the more innovative companies that are, you know, very moving, moving very fast and, and already adopted uh, uh, the cloud and, and uh, you know, in that, uh, in that area. Yeah, cool. Okay. And last question before we jump into the, the rapid fire round, but um, you, you mentioned product-led growth. And I know that's a, um, you know, it's, it's an approach, it's a strategy that's, that's getting a lot of spotlight right now. But I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that in terms of maybe what are like the variables or the metrics that you're tracking within sort of the use of the product and, and also what actually drives 
sort of that growth? Like what is a customer consuming more of to ultimately drive more revenue? I think it's um, the main uh, KPI that we want to measure or we, want, we feel that will be the success is the, is the connectivity. It's people that are using, connecting to our system and start to use it. This is the first thing that we want to use. We less care about uh, how much they spend about our, uh, uh, in our platform, mm -hmm. rather on they start to use it. Got it, okay. And have, have you found customers fairly, uh, I guess maybe let me rephrase the question. Have you found them receptive to it? And also like, as you went through the design partner, experience when you were a CISO, like how did you arrive this as sort of your, your product and your go-to-market strategy as well? So uh, uh, I got to it with basically from two reasons. One reason is that uh, again, my past experience and understanding that, uh, and I saw it a lot of times, I saw it with a lot of startups that I work with and mm -hmm. that uh when we came to talk about not only just beginning startup but also you know old startup one year two years old startup that they wanted to maximize uh the the the, the license they wanted to maximize the, the the price that they would get from the companies and they you know they throw uh six, six figures numbers again depend on the size of the company but six-figure number uh, uh, license. And I told them, why? At this point of your life, you want customers. You want people to use your uh, solution. You want people to, to press uh, 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 the buttons on your product, to consume data from your product and stuff. You're not in a situation that you're trying to be, uh, you know, uh, 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 profitable with uh, the, the, the company. You need to be your uh, market presence. You need to be able to, you know, especially in the cloud industry, connecting to services and stuff like that, it's like that, it's nothing. It's an API and connect and support stuff. So why do you require eventually security team to, to have a big budget for only a single solution? Yeah. And, Instead of, you know, let's make it a minimum, let's go in and let's spread uh, across the industry. I prefer, in my, uh, in my understanding is that I prefer to be, I prefer to be uh, connected to 200 environment with paying $5,000 a year than connected to 10 environment and, you know, to get 200k uh, per year from each customer. I think it's more, it's more good and more healthy uh, uh, for the company. Uh, so this is one thing, and also from one of our uh, investors, uh, Ron Turan, that uh, was the CRO of uh, CyberArk. Uh, he, he he thought us a lot about this and, and gave us a lot of ideas. And he basically one of the, the first people that uh, uh, added it to, to CyberArk as the product-led growth and understanding. Yeah, cool. Okay. Well, we don't have a ton of time left, so let's jump into uh, rapid fire round. 
uh, basic present uh, premise is that I will ask you a quick question and you share whatever comes top of mind. Sound good? Yeah. Cool. All right. So first question is, what book are you currently reading? Uh, I'm reading No Rules Rules of uh, from the CEO of Netflix. Oh, cool. Read, read Hastings. Yeah, yeah. Amazing uh, book. I just started. Yeah. So I'm at the beginning of uh, the book, but super interesting book to, to see and to, to understand how things are at, you know, uh, are at Netflix and yeah. their perspective about leading people. Cool. All right. Next question is, what is the worst piece of security advice you've ever received? Uh, um, I think that uh, the, the, I don't know if it was the worst uh, uh, advice, but uh, I, it's not like uh, it's it's less about security. It's about more management. Uh, do some kind of uh, micromanagement or micromanagement to your employees, and I think it's super wrong in the security team to, to do a micromanagement, especially if you already have people and managers out there. I felt that it's wrong and and, and eventually will hurt uh, your uh, team and eventually will, uh, back to from a security perspective, will put on the CISO a lot of pressure because yeah. it goes through him and, and, and all the pressure is on him to take a decision and that the security team itself doesn't take any decision without the manager. Yep. All right. And last question. If you could go back in time and get a drink with your 20 year old self, uh, what advice would you give him? Uh, uh, make sure that your trip after the army will be longer. Um, uh, you know, eventually, uh, I did a trip of almost five months after the army for South America. Yeah. And I think it's super important uh, to, to make it longer and also make sure that you have a lot of trips after. Uh, it's, it's, it's for your health. It's for making sure that uh, you breathe between uh, staff and making sure that uh, uh, you have uh, the right uh, power to do everything. Yeah, we could probably do a whole nother episode just talking about that trip, and I'm sure the stories you have from it. Oh, so. wow. Few episodes, few episodes. Yeah. I bet, yeah. All right, Guy, well, it's good to meet you, man. Thank you so much for, for taking some time to join me. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much.